You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show and start with our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? First, giving honor to God, who is the author and finisher of my life. I like to thank God that my Sixers uh, dealt with the Nets and spanked them up real nice. And um, we sent them, uh, we told them to go home on their own home court. That's how bad we did. Oh, them. gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to continue with our grateful moment with actually grateful thoughts. So, Kelvin, let's try this again. What are you grateful <laughs> for this week? Um, I am grateful for Joel and B. Sack- <laughs> oh playing. my gosh, I can't take you. <laughs> no, nah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful uh, for another week. Um, we had, I was on a nice little break last week, got a lot of time to spend with family um, and friends. And, and, and the biggest part of the week was my sister got married on Friday. Um, she had to continue to cut and cut and cut her list down until she got to the immediate family of both uh, parties. And uh, it was really successful. Um, it was a great time. I'm glad to welcome a new brother in the family. So, you know, that was, that was my highlight. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations to your sister. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, everyone. Happy to be alive. Um, despite um, circumstances, I'm happy to be alive and, and to, that my family is around and my siblings who keep me laughing and this team. So I'm happy for those things, despite. Awesome. And I am grateful for it. First of all, it's a new year. It is 2022. We are here recording in 2022. This will be our going into our second year. Mm. Um, so I am super excited about that. I'm always excited for a new year because I think they're always like, um, possibilities um new possibilities new opportunities to kind of do all the amazing things we want to do um and i'm also thankful that apparently the 76ers won the championship this week i didn't realize that uh they took home that chip earlier this week so congrats to the 76ers for winning it all um over the course of this week touche touche uh <laughs> All right, let us jump right into our show. And our first topic is Becky Hammond. As you all know, our listeners know for sure that she was one of the assistant coaches on the Spurs. Um, She will now be a WNBA head coach um, and she will be GM for the Las Vegas Aces. And while this is amazing news, I'm always happy that a woman is elevating and kind of moving her way up to the top of her craft. I feel kind of sad that um, she did not get an NBA spot. Um, I just figured when she came in and coached for pop, like the stars were going to align and she was going to kind of break that barrier. But shout out to Becky Hammond anyway. Guys, what do you think? How do you feel about this? Congratulations on a uh, 
career opportunity to become a coach and GM. Uh, but let me also play devil's advocate here. It is wild to me that someone who hasn't been a head coach in the WNBA goes and takes WNBA head coach and GM for a team. I think that's too much power to give this early. Hopefully she doesn't blow it because they're giving her a lot of money. Uh, but congratulations for having such a monumentous opportunity. But I'd be interested to see how this all plan, pan, pans out. Well, would you say, just to play like the devil devil's advocate, would you say because she has the NBA experience, which um, some of the other people don't have, this kind of puts her like on a different tier, even though it's a different league? So, I mean, I think we think about that. You have had guys NBA experience go to WNBA, um, maybe not coaches, but I think the coaching thing is, is one element. Mm -hmm. My thing is the GM as well seems to be a little bit radical because mm -hmm. GM is like a whole nother thing. Like, you know, like we say this, Bradley Stevens in typical white man fashion failed upwards in the GM. I don't understand why he got GM. Mm -hmm. Typically um, in sports, you are so good for so long that they say, okay, hey, I think this coach can possibly be a GM as well. So it's kind of it's kind of a strange transition adding both those roles, but you know hopefully she can handle it. But it's just a strange transition from my perspective. Got you. I'm I'm actually excited for her because she has a team, the Aces, who actually were in the championship I think almost two years in a row, and load of talent. So this is pretty this is pretty a good job. So th th she's 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 gonna be tested. Can she just take this talented team and help them go get over the hump? And if so, I think opportunities will open up for her. Um, yeah, I'm unfortunate, unfortunately for her, I was advocating for her to get an NBA job. Uh, Pop knows talent. Pop does not <laughs> Pop don't mess around. Uh, most of his coaches are successful and uh, I've, I've, I've taken teams from the bottom and brought them up. So he knows what's going on. Um, I think I believe Pop is all about talent. Can you do the job and put stresses and allow you to make sure they're Brett Brown is an exception to the rule. I think I think Ben Simmons was Brett Brown's issue. <laughs> so uh, uh, he did Brett wasn't Brett Brown Atlanta? No, that was um Bullhound Bulls and How I can't pronounce it. I apologize. Uh, but um, we'll see. Uh, Lob. <laughs> guys if you can only see what's going on in the chat while I'm talking <laughs> I'm not going to snitch but I think she's going to be successful she's set up for success and um, I believe that the Aces will go on and win the championship next year because of this move um, give them a good training camp implement some dis um, principles and, and things that they lack I do watch a little WNBA uh, and I actually thought they were they, they had the MVP of last year um, on the Aces, I believe. Uh, or, yeah, so I thought they were actually going to win this year, but got a storybook ending for Chicago Sky and Candace Parker. So we'll see what happened. Yeah, Alejandra Winston. Uh, AJ Wilson, yeah, she's the MVP. She's she's nice. She is nice. So <laughs> we'll see what happens next year. I think they take it this, with this move. Did you call her Alan, Alan Wilson and then said you watched WNBA? You kill me, man. You Dude, me. stop hating. I don't remember everybody's name. I just remember what place. All right, man. So I'm going to let you live, brother. Um, first of all, you know, you guys are very nice, man. It's cute. Uh, I'm not so nice. Um, Becky finally woke up <laughs> and realized 
that Pop wasn't giving up that seat. Um, and I'm glad she woke up for her because um, I didn't see it, to be honest. Like, I really didn't see it. Um, I thought I still think it's a good old boys club. And I think she realized, like, yo, these guys might be finessing me right now. You know, it looked good. It might, it might sell. It might be inspiring. But I don't feel like she felt like she was really going to get a shot at an NBA head coach. Maybe not yet. But what's funny about it is um, you go make your, your splash with a team that's in first place already. That's weird to me. Like, they 24-8, they first place in, their, uh, in the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, you're not really doing much coaching when you go over there to a team that's already established. It's kind of like um, it might be worse than Steve Kerr. You know, Steve Kerr joined a team that was already had a foundation already and he got Mark Jackson championship. So that's a different story. But, um, yeah, uh, and I feel like this is another reason why people don't like the WNBA that much. Um, she comes in and she gets a, a GM job and a head coach job. Like, who does that? Like, it, it, it makes your league lose credibility. You can't go in the NBA if you're trying to follow the NBA in the blueprint and say, "Oh yeah, let's let's give her a let's give a let's give a coach a GM job and a head coach job." I mean, who does that? Nobody does that. So for you to do that, it makes somebody like myself, and I know I'm not the only one thinking it. Like, uh, what kind of league you got that a, a coach, a head coach, can be a GM and a head coach at the same time? It makes your league look like a joke to me. So, um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have the flowers and the roses um, for this segment, but you know she getting paid. I mean, that's I, I guess let's, let's find a uh, highlight. She's getting paid. I heard she's getting paid big money to do it. So shout out to her pocket pocketbook um, and her bank account. Shout out to that. <laughs> and in fairness, Kelvin, um, I think a lot of people thought WNBA was a joke anyway. Um, so this, this just kind of rolls nicely into, uh, what a lot of people think the WNBA is. And yes, I'm going to say it, you know, I'm the female on the show. I feel like I could say it without there being backlash. It's like, people just don't take that league that serious. Yes, Dion, you said it the best. And I'm just like, you guys made it worse because you're going to throw somebody in here that's uh like she's the savior of the team that's already 24 and 8 and then you give her a gm job attached to it like oh man she's gonna get them over the hump, <laughs> hump. I'm like yo you gotta chill like Listen, they're already they're already the best team in the league they weren't they didn't win the chip so if man. they didn't win the chip you gotta do what you gotta do and they've been to the final back to back so so, so. she's one so so the t the players maybe developing this year won't count. Like they developing into better players won't count. It's just Listen, me. The right. her name on there. It's a good for her. It's a good it's a good story. I guess it's a subtraction for the WNBA. So Basically. if that's what they want, <laughs> if that's what they want, but I'm like, yo, you giving you giving somebody the head coach job and a gym job, like pause, yo. Like, come on. You shouldn't you shouldn't do that <clears throat> and make you look bad. Hey, Van Gundy, he got that job. Who was the who um Pop is a coach and GM? Um who else? Uh Thibodeau did it too. LeBron James. LeBron James for the Lakers. For 19 years. He's been doing it for 19 years. <laughs> and, and Cleveland. Coach player and GM. So <laughs> <laughs> and B tried, but he did not succeed. 
<laughs> ben tried. Embiid in this. Wait, wait. wait. Ben Where's tried. Embiid? Where, where, where did Embiid try any of this? Ben, right. Not like it. We all know Brett Brown was not successful because his godson, who is, who's his godson? Who's Brett Brown's godson? Yo, why do you let us It's, it's not Ben Simmons. His god, had- ben Simmons' godfather is at LSU, my man. How did Sixers get involved in everything? Phil I don't know. know. How did this everything. happen? Atrocious to society. They have denigrated basketball. Ben Simmons has illustrated the ill will of any man of not being professional. So they seem to be. They need to be banished. And I help Philadelphia Eagle. I hate them. Oh my god! Oh, because they're making the playoffs this year, Phil. And, and Giants are still where they are. And we stole your player. We're talking about NBA, not NFL. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Who said I hate yeah. the Eagles? <laughs> well, well, Phil, I guess as you kind of transition into the 76 sixers, we could just go right into our second topic, which are team resolutions. You know how it is. It's the beginning of the year. We all say all our pretty stuff. I'm going to do this and I'm going to be this. And, you know, it, it kind of fizzles away. Um, so for your teams this year, I would like to know, and Phil, you can start with the 76ers, if you please. Um, what are your team's resolutions as we are now heading into towards the second half into the playoffs in the middle of the year? What resolutions do you have for your team? For my New York Knicks, their resolution is stop catching the COVID and play so you got the wrong defense. team. You're supposed to say the Sixers because you are Sixers, uh, Sixers fan. Sixers, <laughs> the Sixers, Sixers are all going to retire and forfeit the rest of their games. <laughs> and March 6th, the side chick was going to beat their brains in. <laughs> March 6th, go beat their brains in. And it'll be away, so Kyrie will be playing. So that'll be it for the Knicks. Thibodeau, lay off the minutes. Minutes restriction. Utilize the bench. That is Thibodeau's resolution. Randall, he's going to be okay. Randall, you accept that the other players on, the, on your team can't actually play, can actually do things. And RJ and and um Randall, go right. Please go right. Just go right. Don't make it obvious. Go right. Alright, so the Knicks is going to actually, Randall's going to actually go right and care and actually get the ball out of his hand quicker instead of going one on five. Thibodeau is not going to play all his starters 55 minutes. He's going to average them 20 to 30 minutes and allow the bench to play. And the Giants are going to fight, um, fight a GM, get rid of Daniel Jones, uh, get a new line, get Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to have a happy year. The Giants probably need to bring in Becky Hammer. Um. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, New Year's resolution you stink. for... Oh, man, I gave you your time, man. I gave you your time. So the New Year's resolution for our Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> so I feel, number one, we should go get a player, trade for a player that is, um, they'll be of high service um, and get Ben Simmons out the city. I think that's the resolution. Um and if we don't do that, I do believe we need to shut Embiid down, find a fake injury so we don't waste a whole year of his life and the career. 
He got he got a short shelf life. Being seven foot moving like that is a short self shelf life. Then the other resolution is um oh man, that might be my only one. I think I probably have another one, but I was just thinking that right now my my team is a fool's gold right now. And not they're not fooling nobody. They might be fooling some casuals, but we ain't really fooling nobody. We cannot win anything with the team as constructed. Say so it again. Get some new- Get some new players. I'm just, I'll be, I'll be honest. You know, I'll be honest about my team. You refuse to be honest about your team. No, that's the first time I heard you be honest about your team, but you've been so, so high on your side chick, your side piece, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but yeah, we 19 and 16 right now. So we need better wing presence. Um, we need a, we need a score. We need a bona fide scorer. Um, they just don't drop from the sky, of course, but I think we have the, the, the draft capital and the player to get somebody in there, um, maybe a Jalen Brown, maybe a Brandon Ingram, maybe uh, nobody from the Knicks. I don't know why the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks are in the like number one hunt for a Ben Simmons right now. Real strange. Um, but, you know, somebody may be giving to somebody that's that's talented. So that's my resolution is um, get a player or shut and beat down. Um. New Year's resolutions for the Sixers would be to trade Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown, uh, do the deal, uh, include picks. Secondly, um, move Tobias Harris or better utilize him with the second second lineup so that um, he can be effective. A third, it would be um, continue to utilize um, Tyrese Maxey with Embiid down the stretch. Um, so those would be my nearest resolution for the Sixers. Yeah, those are my nearest resolutions for the Sixers. And I would say, you know, since Phil kind of spoke about the Knicks already, I don't need to talk about them. Um, talk about the Nets. My resolution is kind of conceptual, a little bit off the court. I just want Kyrie to play in every single game. What do we have to do to get him back full time? Like what loophole, what rule can we shift? We need Kyrie back full time. Now, obviously he'll be able to play away games, but um, you know, how can we get Kyrie back full time? What protocol can we create, right? To get him back on the floor. Outside of that, I guess my the biggest thing I've been watching and it kind of has me a little nervous is the amount of minutes that Kevin Durant is playing. They need to call Kawhi Leonard, take a book out of his load management thesis, and they need to implement it because while it's great and we know KD would probably play five hours of basketball every day if he could. The reality is we're looking long-term, we're getting ready for the playoffs, and we need him to be in tip-top, not overworked, not dang near dead um, at playoff time. And so I guess they need to figure out a way um, as to how they can um, give Kevin some more time off. He plays a lot of minutes, and that is your superstar. So... Those are my resolutions. Um, Kelvin is absolutely right. I wasn't going to talk about the Knicks anyway, but, you know, I still have to rep New York a little bit. Uh, I I got a question for you, Deanne. Were they real pitchers that uh, 
about uh, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie practicing this week? I don't know if, if those were real or not. I, I don't think so. They were <laughs> real. They have video. It was real. They have oh, video. Man. Video. I've never seen Kevin Durant smile so hard, man. Yep. Yo, he has a man Video. crush on that guy, yo, on Kyrie. <laughs> he loves Kyrie. Yo, he smiles. Yes, I saw. I was like, Are oh, my gosh, happy? he's happy. Yo. He got a haircut. Yo, you know he was happy. He was hype. <laughs> that's his, yo, that's, that's his, that might be his boyfriend, man. <laughs> Sorry, I won't spread no rumors, man. But <laughs> Man crush. This guy, I know about. You got a man crush on this guy. Uh. Evan, don't disrespect KD in the chat. You know, he said, I guess KD is not built like LeBron. I mean, I, yeah, you know, since LeBron did an excellent job at neutralizing him in the past. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that. And um, yeah. I think um, I did not see that. I don't know. Every picture I see with Kyrie, I feel is Photoshopped. So listeners, please forgive me because I'm like, nah, it wasn't real. It wasn't real. <laughs> but um, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I think I think you guys, honestly, I think you guys would be, um, y'all be, y'all probably be the best, y'all the most talented if um, Mine is Clay Thompson returning strong to Golden State, but know. you know what I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't foresee unless you guys get uh, Kyrie while he sleep um, a shot. I don't foresee you guys winning the championship because he can only play half the games. I think that's going to mess you up. I, it might mess with your team up. It might not. We'll see though, because I never seen that before. Yeah. Um, while you play all the way games, because you know if you win, if you play the championship, you missing half the championship. So how's that even work? You know? Yeah. Don't yeah, I it. guess I I guess it's no us. Strategy, no us. I guess the strategy for that would be for the Nets at some point to kind of fall out of first place so they don't have home court advantage. So that at the very least in the playoffs, they'll have four away games. And that's how you kind of incorporate like Kyrie being in the mix. That's the I only mean, way I see that like still working to their benefit. The Nets should legit be the eighth seed. Okay, just okay. No, no. Hater. No. I'm not saying they should be AC. I'm saying they should do the AC so they have Kyrie four games in a series, no matter where they play. Or drop, lose all that game, and then see Philadelphia and Chicago on top, and uh, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be yeah. Fine. They'll they'll ultimately be okay. I'm just curious to see how. How are you gonna get that shot? How um, how it transitions. Kyrie's <laughs> oh, definitely not getting the shot. He's not getting he the ne- shot. He, he never believe- the shot. He never seen not a shot. He never liked. Like I'm immunized now. Why I gotta get the shot? Like Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I'm. Uh, what, what, did, what did Aaron Rodgers say? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, um, yeah, I think he did say that. Not yes. immunized. He said I am. Um, oh boy. The next topic. My one of my guys. I know this is one of Kelvin's favorite guys. Tracy McGrady is currently in the process of creating, are y'all ready for this? A one-on-one pro basketball league. I mean, I don't know if you hear the excitement and glee in my voice, but A, guys, what do you think about a one-on-one pro league? Um, 
B, do you guys wish this was a thing in like the Jordan era or even, you know, with LeBron? Um, and what do you think is like the likelihood of success, longevity potentially of this? And will fans be into this model of play um, as much as they are the traditional model? Uh, I mean, one on one league sounds interesting, I guess. You know, I think the thing about it is one on one guys are unique. Like, there's certain guys who maybe don't like, like, like for instance, Jamal Crawford would be a great one on one player. Oh, yes. You know, so it'd be interesting to see like guys like that. So, I mean, is, is, is T Mac talking about having like, older guys like the three and three thing or is he talking about just whoever wants to do one-on-one so from the little bit from what i read about it it's going to be open to pretty much any hooper 18 and up so i i kind of like it i'm in there i'm in there uh player watch right like are you getting tickets what are you doing Hey, I'm gonna try out and get this money, get this bag. All I have to do, all I have to do, listen. Remember what what um Uncle Johnny told us about his story when he beat that NBA player. Yeah. Hey, it could happen to me. I could. All I do, all I need to be is one guy. Not all NBA players are great one-on-one players. Well, back in the days, now they probably all they have to be, but. Some team comp, forget it. Never mind. <laughs> this is not the '60s. It's not the '70s. So um, I think uh, I'm sorry to intrude, but I think it's going to be depend upon who's the talent there. Um, it has to be a lot more flair. Uh, you, I watched some one on ones, and you have to have some type of uh, charisma to draw the talent. It's harder to to get audience to follow one on one versus three on three because there's only you know one person had to be talented the other person has to be multifaceted and one person just has to be the lucky one to hit the shot but one-on-one you gotta be everything and um i don't know if you have seen sky brini versus regular joe's that old footage it, it gets boring after a while so hopefully they have a you know they have a limit and get some good players it's people you know they advertise them well enough for us to really buy into who we want to see to win so we'll see yeah i mean Shout out to T-Mac, man. That was my guy. My guy on the basketball court. <laughs> I'm about T-Mac, the entrepreneur. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen like uh, these one-on-one tournaments before. Um, I think they've been like week long or weekends. They're interesting, man. Uh, sometimes they're full court, um, like an LA fitness size full court. Um and it's all going to depend on the rules, but I, I see Jake Paul written all over this thing, man. I'm not going to lie. I see this thing being set up where one one week you got Chris Brown playing golf, playing against one of the Amigos, man, and uh, these dudes are start, start pay-per-viewing this thing. But it's weird to me that he's trying to um, – not weird, but it's interesting because um, he said that he wanted to make it a season and not like a tournament. So a one-on-one season, man, that is something new. I don't know how sustainable it is to keep the attention of everybody on a one-on-one season. So it should be interesting, man. I don't want to count my guy T-Mac out, man, but T-Mac, the basketball player, and T-Mac off the court, man, we 
we just don't I don't have the same zeal for both of those guys. So, <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for him as a, as a, as, a, as a black man uh, going into business. He creates something that's really nice. I'll say I agree. Like, how sustainable is this long term? But I think it would generate enough interest, enough buzz. Um, at least in the initial phases where he can probably eat his bag, you know, get the the popularity and the, the talking out there about it. And then even if it fizzles, he would have accomplished just as a businessman what he wants to accomplish. But I think, you know, when you read one-on-one, if you grew up in a Brooklyn or you grew up in a Philly, like you guys did, it just hits different, right? Like, oh my goodness, like this could be a possibility. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. Shout out to T Mac. Um, love the guy. We'll see how it works out. On a side note, he's not aging either. He looks the exact same from when he was in the league. I don't understand how that's happening, but side note. Um, all right. Unfortunately, this week, um, one of the greats from the Boston Celtics, um, and you guys know I don't really like talking about the Boston Celtics, but Sam Jones died um, this week. I believe he was 88, um, if I'm mistaken. And, um, you know, obviously, rest in peace to him. I think he was drafted in like the 1950s potentially um so definitely wanted to send out the condolences from myself and the team as well how do you guys feel about it obviously not happy that anyone died but what are your thoughts it's definitely sad to see i mean a guy like that go but um you know, he's won, he won 10 NBA titles, great legacy. Uh, I believe he attended the Lorenberg Institute. I believe I, 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 some Jones, it's either him or Casey, but I think it was him. He attended the Lorenberg Institute, which is, a, which is a major basketball factory out of North Carolina before they closed. Um, so, you know, prayers to the family of those mourning, um, great contribution to the game and, um, his memory will live on, his legacy will live on, but I'm sure, <clears throat> excuse me, he will be missed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and on that note, I know this is the NBA episode, but I feel like I'll be remiss if we don't, um, you know, give our condolences to not only the family of John Madden, but just to all the fans. He was such an icon. Um, in the NFL and you know you can't even fully capture his impact in a segment or two or a couple of segments but just really wanted to honor um, John Madden as he passed away as well yeah shout out to John Madden I mean just a, just an announcer period and a coach he can get on he can get on a basketball I think he can get on our basketball show, our football show, if we had a baseball show, just to mention him and what he meant to a lot of people growing up. Mm-hmm. He sure did make me want to watch sports. <clears throat> just, just listen to him commentate the games and just break down X's and O's. And you could translate that to any sports, um, the respect and the passion that he had for the game. And everybody liked him across the across the spectrum. 
Um, um, so, you know, that tells, that speaks a lot about the person that he was. So, yeah, it was really sad to see this week, um, John Madden passing and, um, his legacy will for sure live on. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I remember the first techno bowl came out and then Madden came out and then Madden had more plays and you could actually learn the game, uh, versus, you know, growing up in a game. And Madden listened to him every every night, every weekend. Listening, he made football so interesting and made a common person learn more about the sport. I appreciate that. And even his games, he took real plays, and it wasn't just the standard five plays, but it was plays that NFL um, team use. And he wanted to incorporate that into his 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 game. Um, the things he's done, just Madden Bowl and his boom, and it just the excitement he brought to Telecast. So. You know, rest in peace. Um, appreciate his legacy and will live on forever. Um, and um, also Sam Jones and I think Evans caught a highlight all aspect of Sam Jones. And I like to say uh, Reeves, um, the former Giants coach, he passed to Daniel Reeves. Um, he helped us win, you know, a Super Bowl. And he also Broncos and he various team he played with. So it, it's been this year twenty. 20 is 2021 has been a really devastating year. We have lost a lot of wonderful people, and um, even going to shout out Betty White. You guys, you got to shout out Betty Wright White too. I, I remember I read a story where she was she had a show back in the 50s and they had a tap dancer, and people complained, Why is the tap dancer here for so long? He was African American, why is he here so long? And Betty White said, get used to it. And she brought him back and longer and longer in the show eventually got canceled, but she stood up for people and was right. And so she's like, she was like that funny grandma, you know, who, who just laid all online. So enough respect to them. Yeah, it definitely have been a rough week. Um, just, it felt like back to back to back to back icons. Um, so yeah, Evan, you were going to say something. No, I was going to uh, kind of just uh, build on top of what Phil was saying about Madden and what it me meant to us. I, it's funny you mentioned Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl, and then Madden. I remember Tecmo Super Bowl, like, there's if they pick your exact same play, it's impossible for you to, like, pass or anything. This is all about blitz. You just, <laughs> just get stuck. So it is, it is good to remember um, how far Madden has come. But I... I I actually miss Madden's commentary in the games. I wouldn't be surprised they try to bring, like, artificially bring his voice back in this next Madden series that's coming up. Absolutely. Like, it's his, just hearing his voice was just iconic. And, and like, he was like a master wizard of just the game, you know, knowing. And, and you know, there are very few people that I actually enjoy hearing as as I watched the game, like I can't stand to hear Chris Collinsworth. No offense, but um, he annoys me. Um, you know, Madden was one of those. Tony Romo, believe it or not, he is a great one too. So um, it's, I mean, those are shoes that you just won't fill. And as Kelvin mentioned, that's just a legacy that will live on. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. We go ahead. Sorry, no, I was about ahead. to be rude. I was about to be rude. So we, I think, I, I think we ended so smooth. I shouldn't be rude. No, nah, <laughs> go be rude. ahead. L listen, it wouldn't be us if it just ends that night. Nice I just wanted to apologize uh, because when Phil, when Phil was stating that uh, he learned so much from playing, watching uh, Madden, 
football games and the lack of knowledge that he actually has. I don't want to blame <laughs> Madden for that. <laughs> I don't want to blame uh, Madden. We're not going to blame Madden for Phil. It's just goofy football commentary, okay? So, see, that's, that's why that's people don't want to hang around with Philadelphia, people from Philadelphia. <laughs> this dude is, is You're not going to blame Madden for your lack of football IQ, okay? He's he, he sat over there. Or they don't, Philadelphia have no football IQ. Why would you lose the last game in the season and fire everybody and still draft Story him? time with and, Phil. And, 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 and then lose on purpose with no integrity. And then you're going to a playoff just to win, lose the first round and you're not winning anything. <laughs> so go ahead. Congratulations. Listen, I'm just trying. I just kept it on topic, Phil. You, you find a way to right. keep it off. John Madden, John Madden it would turn his grave looking at the, the Eagles last season. <laughs> well, no, he he wouldn't have had to because he was alive. <laughs> oh, that is. Thank you. Minus, is minus the fact we drafted him also. Shout out to Philly for, for seeing talent like John Madden. He just drafted oh. Philadelphia. Yeah, he, insult shout his, out to Philly. So, okay? yeah, why would you you know he's Thank a winner? John Madden is a winner, you. highest winning percentage. We got the last Why would he purposely lose a game? For a draft pick, that's oh not my the God. Are we here again? That is it's not the bad oh way. Purposely lose field. a game, and, and guess who benefited Guess who benefited the most from that loss? The Philadelphia Eagles have benefited the most from that loss. How? Oh, what's God. the benefit? Who's in the playoffs this year and who's not? Oh, for this week, who has three first round picks and who doesn't? <laughs> and y'all don't know <laughs> how to draft. Who has the best better wide receiver was drafted? Who's wide receiver? Our wide receiver. It's all right. We'll see. Karma, karma, go come back and hit you. Now, now, I will say this: we, well, me on this show, we don't give out participation trophies. So (laughs) yeah, y'all going to the playoffs? You know, you look. All the other things are true, but we're not going to give pats on the back for the playoffs. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Y'all need to win. And make it to the bowl. And then I would give y'all every prop in the book. But until then. All I said, all I Deon, said. So was, they're just gonna be out, they're gonna be outside a little a week longer before they come back inside permanently. Okay, got it. Listen, I don't know. We we got a chance of making the playoffs. I don't know if we're gonna make the playoffs. But all I was stating was simply was that he was drafted by the Eagles, and that was a good look because we can we can identify talent, and then we got into this this little craziness with Phil coming in saying some nonsense <laughs> per usual. Yeah, yeah, identify talent and get rid of it. Yes, we understand that. <laughs> Shout out to John Madden, man, made the show even better. Shout out to John Madden. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't his fault. Phil don't know about football though, y'all. It was not his fault. I played football. So I'm good. And won a championship. So I'm good. <laughs> shout out to the Brooklyn Hurricanes. Oh, shout out to Brooklyn Hurricanes. <laughs> the team I played with, we won a championship. Oh, my God. That, was that before or after you said, I can't play this no more and walked away? No, after I got hit, after I saw, so this is what happened, audience. Bro. Oh, so, story time. Yeah, the story's been recorded like 50 times. <laughs> you know? My right. fingers, all my limbs was in pain. I was a buck 60, five, ele- five, probably five, ten, buck 60, still giving hits out. But the next level for this league was 17 and up to 21. And I saw a guy, a kick, reper- kick return. Listen, all they muffled the sounds in NFL games. They muffled the sounds. I heard a truck hit a human being. I said, that day I'm retiring. 
<laughs> I was not so, going buck seventy sixty five and get hit by a, a linebacker who was two twenty two thirty. Uh uh. So how I do you win a championship? How do you win a champ? You won Easy. a championship. I retired after the season. We went undefeated. Oh, the Brooklyn season. Hurricanes. Right. I was uh, I was a safety, and corner played well. Had no interception, but I think I averaged like uh, three tackles a game. Three and tackles, and no interceptions. All right, let's no go, interception. Y'all. The only interception I had <laughs> got knocked out my hand. Let's go, yo. I knocked, crazy. I knocked out the person, so it's really, all right. Really. We, we won. We, we, we Nobody scored on me. Nobody Three scored tackles? on me on my side. Nobody scored on me on my side. So <laughs> listen, they didn't throw on my side. What am I supposed to do? They didn't throw on my side. I'm good. A game, a game, a game. No, Alan, when you, I really Alan, thought Alan send it to the group chat and I spoke eloquent English. I said three at least three tackles a game. You never said a game. Man. You said, no, a game. you didn't. You said you retired. Oh, okay, Phil. I retired at the end of the season after we were undefeated. I thought Phil said the average three tackles. Thank you. That's what I heard. Average. He didn't Thank say you. Game, he said average. And no one scored on me, meaning nobody broke a tackle weight, broke a tackle, and scored. I was the last line defense. All right? So <laughs> that's Wait, it. Were you the corner or you the safety? I was. I played corner and safety, mostly okay. safety. Rotating he was the first hybrid. Probably. He played the hybrid position, man. You already know. Phil's been coaching Malcolm Jacobs on how to play corner and safety. You know, if you watch me play okay, the Skyhawks okay, and all okay, the – Phil, stop it. Stop it, right now. Stop it Phil. Stop no, it. Listen to your no, lawyer, Phil. Haters. Listen no, to your lawyer. We are going too far. When, when this guy said Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins watched him, no. No. Haters. We, we are going to end it right there. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.